All right, so hi, everybody. Welcome to Where's the Time Gone? It's our ninth episode, and we're trying something different today. We're actually live on Instagram as well. Uh, I mean, we're not live Instagram as you're listening to this on the podcast, but we're on the Instagram now. So uh, if you're listening to this podcast on a Friday when it drops, just know that if you uh, follow us on Instagram, we'll be uh, dropping some live videos on uh, the sessions that we get throughout the week. And uh, hopefully after this one, we'll try and announce it a little bit of ahead of time. So you can know when we're doing things. But uh, yeah, so I guess we can flip around to some of the wonderful people that we got here in the in the studio we got a uh, live and we got a uh, grant fowler over here uh so i guess we'll top over to grant do a little bit of a all right um i've been here before but for those that don't know me uh grant fowler four to five civil engineering major um besides that i'm from gales fair connecticut small town um came to stevens i don't really want to go over campus involvements because i already did that but um yeah all right. <laughs> I'm uh, currently the president of the Phi Theta chapter of Alpha Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Um, I serve as the chapter secretary of National Society of Black Engineers. Um, I've been involved in pre-college summer programs here at Stevens as well. I was also a student in pre-college. Um, besides that, I'm also in STEP. Yeah. That's pretty much all that I do. And amongst uh, other things, our new person today who hasn't been on an episode yet. Hi, I'm Liv. Um, I'm really excited to be here. I haven't been able to be on any episode yet after listening to all of them. So this is going to be exciting. Um, I'm a four to four science, technology and society major. Um, for those of you that don't know what that is, it's essentially the harder sciences so physics, biochemistry math um from the humanistic side so i study the people who study those sciences so it's really cool um i'm looking to get involved in public health and stuff in the future so it seems like it's a good leeway uh it seems like it's a good intro i guess into that <laughs> um i'm from staten island new york it's really a kind of a bigger town yeah, Most people have heard it. Yeah, it's uh, one of the boroughs, even though people still fight me over that, that say it's part of New Jersey, but oh, shit. it's okay. <laughs> yeah, very heated topic. <laughs> um, I'm, I feel like it's the New York version of uh, Central Jersey. It is, actually. <laughs> it doesn't exist, by the way. <laughs> Wait, are you saying Central Jersey doesn't exist? Yes. So are you saying Staten <laughs> Island doesn't exist? No, I'm just saying like it's just North and then South Jersey. All right, I think we can all agree that Grant is false. <laughs> Controversial thing. <opinion. laughs> it's so interesting because being from New York and like Staten Island specifically, I've never really had interaction with that whole controversy. Also, Taylor Ham and pork roll never been involved in it. And then I oh, got to Stevens, one. and people would be like, "What do you think it is?" And I'm like. <laughs> I have no opinion on it. It's a meat that I put on a sandwich. (laughs) I have no opinion on any of this. Sorry, we uh, derailed a little bit. But um, I'm involved in Phi Sigma Sigma. It's Fraternity Incorporated. Um, I'm also the president of Feel Good World, which is a nonprofit organization dedicated to selling grilled cheeses to essentially create a more sustainable world. Um, I've also been a peer leader, well, an orientation leader, and then a peer leader for the last two years. And now I'm currently a team leader, which is really interesting. I get to see 
how all the PLs really function well and as a team. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So uh, our topic today, I'm going to put my phone down a little bit. Just like, is it going to stay if I put it here? Probably not. No, it's not going to. It's not going to stay. All right. So I'm just going to hold it, I guess. So uh, our topic today, we said uh, we were going to talk about limits because we were having a, some very interesting conversation uh, before we started recording. And uh, one of the things that Liv said was like, you know, looking back on a lot of the things that I thought were hard and like looking at the things that I do now, it just it doesn't seem hard anymore compared to what I'm doing now. And Grant was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I was also like, Yes. <laughs> um, and if you want to talk a little bit more, I guess we'll toss it to Liv since it was her comment originally. Yeah, sure. So for the last two years, I was um, the manager of the Scribe program at Hoboken University Medical Center, you know, our little hospital right down the block, essentially. Um, and essentially my day-to-day job was to make sure that the shifts were covered. I would make the schedule, approve time cards. I was kind of like a liaison between the doctors and the scribes. Um, so I really enjoyed it for those two years. And I remember now that I'm kind of transitioning out of it, that when I first took on this job, I was so stressed out all the time because yeah. I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to manage all the responsibilities that come with this position and having to be so communicative with the doctors and the medical director and then relaying that information to my scribes you know I feel like you'll both kind of understand sometimes yeah. it's hard to even like answer text when you're running through the day yeah. you know and then having to <laughs> yeah, like drop everything to handle a situation but now that I've had that experience I'm like I can handle so much more than I thought I did like all of that stuff I've become like a excellent problem solver because of all of that yeah and i'm really thankful for the experience yeah and i think that's something that i think you'll understand yeah all right yeah um i definitely agree um my work experience currently i'm a like i said i'm a four out of five co-op student um so right now i'm in raritan new jersey working for a client and um they're kind of renovating or updating a cancer research facility so Basically, in construction, it's a lot of communication and stuff like that. So um, not like to badmouth anybody, but um, <laughs> just it's hard to, as an intern, when not saying you have bad teachers, but you have supervisors that are not adept at communicating well. And it can cause like confusion. And you can just kind of see, well, at least from my perspective, when I first walked in, you can kind of see it trickle down to the rest of the team in the communication and how work is done. And just kind of what um, Liv was saying about, like, expectations earlier. Earlier on are set, and kind of when you try and change expectations at the disadvantage of someone else without communicating properly, it causes, like, issues. So that's something that I've realized while being on my third co-op now and working with other people. Yeah. It's like, I thought this, like, how this applied to me is, like, especially some of the things that I did in earlier years. Um, I didn't do as much, or I didn't, like, the scale at which you think on earlier years is not the same. Uh, and as you progress through your time, especially in college, when, as you get to know the university more and the people around you more and you build more connections, it's like the scale at which you're thinking is on, like, a completely different level uh, that 
you look back on what you did and it's like you're almost like damn i wish i only had to worry about those three things that i was worrying about like sophomore year uh freshman year (laughs) um i wish like this i could only like have to worry about writing an essay every week or something like that um which is like crazy crazy to think about kind of stuff yeah it's definitely um i think like i was saying earlier having that experience and that like realization that i've come so far and it's like only up from here kind of thing is such a kind of like transforming experience that you know it's like almost motivating yeah that you can handle a lot more than you ever thought you could yeah and that i feel like that capacity i don't know if it's limitless but that capacity is just gonna like keep growing with all your knowledge i think that's just such a cool thing about like human beings that were so we're able to advance so much in like such a short time do y'all feel like you use that lesson to push yourself on the daily yes most recent like recently (laughs) like in the last month i've like i had that realization and i was like i got this no worries like it's fine i just need (laughs) to like put my head down not to say that i'm not so stressed out right now but you know yeah yeah literally like yesterday like i was just like not upset but i was just like in a mode where like realizing because i do like a monthly like what i have to do for like the next upcoming month kind of check-in yeah and i just looked at it and like i like immediately got pissed off (laughs) 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 i was like why (laughs) why do i one have all these things to do two why do i never say no or i can't handle this and like three like why do i not rely on people more often and so i kind of like was like I need to fix all three of those problems yeah. and like, and try and manage myself better. Cause like, I don't want to tap myself out. Yeah. And then literally like yesterday, like at night I was like, you know what? I was like, if I could do it back then, I thought I was like, it was worth before I can push through this. And then like Liv said, like this is going to be a great experience later on. When I think about it, like, Oh my God, I had so much stuff to do and I was yeah. complaining about it, Yeah, but you got to push through sometimes. I was listening to this podcast this morning. One of the things that they were going over was, he was, he was talking about, like, marketing and stuff. What podcast was it? It was uh, this producer podcast talking about... Uh, they do interviews with, like, producers that have been successful. Oh, cool. And the, the one person that was they were interviewing for this particular episode was somebody who made... One of the few producers that made over a million dollars within the last year. Ooh. Wow. Um, just, just off of producing. <laughs> and so he was talking about a lot of the marketing things that he did and, like, how he's, like, kind of built this, I guess, company... Uh, around him and like the team how he works with his team and whatever one of the things that he was talking about was like you know it's so easy to get caught up in i'm the best one to do like for example he was like you know i can't like the particular thing that he used was answering emails he's like i'm gonna trust somebody else to answer all my emails like nobody knows everything about what I'm doing as much as I do. So like, obviously I'm the best person to write the emails. And he was like, yeah, that was a thought that I had. And like, I didn't want to trust somebody to just go through my emails. And he was like, at the end of the day, like that's not where my time is best spent. One, two, it's like, no, like you can, all you have to do is trust the person that you put in that role and two, give them the tools to succeed. And once you do that, you'll be surprised at how often people will actually take that in, just run with it and like succeed with that kind of thing. Um, Which is like something, it's really funny when you think of like 
something so small as emails and uh like kind of taking that to something bigger like it, it applies to almost everything yeah like I you agree. run a whole ass fraternity like yes. I'm sure you know I can only relate to that because like literally the other day I was I needed someone to write an email and like at the end of the day when I come back from work my mental capacity is spent so I like I'm fried and I'm just like I can write this email but like I feel like you writing it because it pertains to you better. I yeah. could write it as like the president, obviously, but yeah. you writing it, one, it'll help me out. Obviously, I'm yeah. thinking about myself. Two, it'll help you eventually when I leave, and like you'll develop and understand how to communicate better. And yeah. so when you next time when I'm not there or I'm not around, you can just write it without yeah. me even being there. Um, I think that's a really cool point. Actually, I'm currently in a class called um, seminar seminar and leadership. Ooh. And we talk a lot about... Oh, you're in the other section? <laughs> I'm in the other... <laughs> so the other apparently side. we're both in the same class. <laughs> on the other side? Yeah. <laughs> That's, gonna... That's actually really funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we, ta- we talk about a lot about how what makes a leader a leader and something we've all kind of settled on because it's so hard to, like, really define what a good leader is, you know? Yeah. Like, there are people who don't even mean to be leaders and end up inspiring others. But something that you said that kind of just stuck out to me was um, you have that level of self-awareness. And I think that's so important for limits that, like, you know you can handle this, but it'll benefit someone else. And I think that that's the reason why I imagine you're a really good leader, because that quality is so hard to have. And you noticed it. And we're like, oh, I'm going to help, like, kind of, like, cultivate this yeah. person a little bit, this yeah. person's leadership skills. And that's such a cool thing to have. So, you got to, like, like, adapt kudos. and, like, not, like, like an- overanalyze yourself because you don't want to overanalyze your leadership because then you'll keep making mistakes. But just you got to be conscious of when you're going to when you're going to do something and, like, the process of how you're going to completely do it. Because eventually, like, it's unfortunate, but and you may like your leadership role, you're eventually going to be gone. <laughs> From that role eventually and your hope is that someone your hope should be that someone should fill your shoes and do a better job than you did not the same job not like a not i was on a lesser job but a better job than you did or at least like a, a step above so that's what i always think about so i always think okay i can do this this way but for them next time how can i help them out by setting them up for the future basically yeah and i think that's um kind of cool if we're talking about limits like, in, like, a bigger sense, maybe not just, like, your own limits, but, like, seeing a potential for your organization and, like, kind of wanting to, like, push them to their limit. Yeah. I think it's such, like, an interesting concept because you're not even going to be there, but, like, you're setting these standards early. I think that's just, like, yeah. such a, yeah. So, I guess a follow-up question to that, like, what do y'all, what is... How do y'all make that decision between when to push your own limits and when to use kind of opportunities to push others' limits? Mm. So, For example, like, you're talking about these emails. Like, when do you decide, like, I got to write it and I got to make sure I have the time to write this and put it in? Or, like, when is that an opportunity that I can help somebody else push their limits? Um, I'm probably going to answer this question, like, multiple parts as we talk about this. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> I'll just start with, like, my obvious one, like, the mistake factor. Like who who has the potential to make the most mistakes it sounds like messed up but like it's honestly my first thought like okay this assignment needs to get done and who can either carry it out completely without any mistakes or who can i guess get it done seamlessly without any road bumps 
So oftentimes, like, I'll be vain and say the answer's me. <laughs> but other times, like, like I said earlier, like, you want to develop someone else to do it. So, I mean, I guess it's really, uh, it depends on the situation. Like, it's really hard to narrow down. Like, I'll give that answer for now. Yeah. So, like, I guess the main thing that I've used is kind of, um, which is, I, I like that kind of thought of the mistake factor because that, that boils down, like, it's a big factor. Yeah. Like, anytime that you have to do something important, you got to think about, like, I, who's going to get this job done the right way? Yep. Um, and is it me? Uh, and, a, you know, a lot of times, sometimes it's not. Um, That's true, you, too, yeah. Like, you got to recognize when the people on your team are the people that are better for that. Um, and I think the other thing that I, I try to use a lot is, like, what are the things that I want to be spending my time on? Um, when I, like, if it's a responsibility that's part of a position is like, all right, when I took up this position, what did I want to do inside of it? Right. Uh, like being VP of my fraternity, like when I took up that position, I wanted to focus on uh, kind of working on the structure and the, the kind of culture of the fraternity. So it's like when looking at other responsibilities, it's like, does it apply to what I took this position for? And if not, then, if that's not the thing that I'm trying to focus on, who is trying to focus on what that applies to? Um, and who would who would grow the most from this? Because um, I think the other thing is, like, everybody has different goals, right? Yeah. So, like, you got to recognize when something aligns with somebody else's goal more than yours. Mm. Um, and that kind of saves my ass a lot in terms of my own time management and energy management, more importantly, because it's like, what aligns with my goals, um, and if it doesn't, then I shouldn't be taking that on, kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, I like the. I feel like we've been kind of um, hovering around it a little bit, and it's kind of like an inherent part of this conversation of limits. But like the self awareness that comes with like getting older and yeah. taking on like responsibilities, I think is so important, and it probably makes like passing on leadership a lot more intuitive than you think it does like you know we were just talking about how sometimes you just know you have to do it yourself yeah you know like you know another person can't really like handle it yet i think that's so important for like any leadership position and yeah. that people should work on like cultivating that like in the last like five months not gonna lie i've had like a complete change of all of my like previous i don't know like previous thoughts about myself you yeah. know <laughs> snaps to that because yeah like, so. <laughs> it's been a lot um i think the other part is like i feel like we can say that about ourselves every five months yeah probably <laughs> you gotta analyze Especially yourself at this age you gotta do it yeah we're, we're always changing you gotta look yeah. at yourself sometimes and be like mm. i have to i like honestly like i feel like every year i'm I, i'm at that point where i'm just like yeah, man, like, I totally, like, sorry, I tried to flip the camera, it didn't work. <laughs> it's, right, it. it's fine. <laughs> uh, I've had that, I feel like every single year, it's like, all right, I figured out this new aspect of myself. Um, like, I, I understand myself more, and it's like, I've gotten to a point where I'm like, I'm at a new level. Um, and then real quickly, you realize that that level isn't enough. Yeah. Um, but, like, the knowledge of, like, finding out that level isn't enough is, like, the knowledge that gets you to that next level. You know what I mean? Because it's kind of kind of wild. 
Yeah, but that's so cool. Yeah. The fact that, like, you're always changing. I mean, it means your limits are changing, too. Yeah. Because, like, like my we freshman year was, like, uh, I'm doing the engineering thing, and I'm doing music, and I'm trying to do music. And then uh, at the end of the year, I was like, well, I want to focus on music. And this is kind of revelation. Like, that was where my head was at. Switch majors, and then second year, it's like, all right, but now... I'm trying to do outside ensembles and music, but now I've realized that like I can't do both because I only have so much time, right? So I was like, I'm gonna focus on uh, school and like making sure that I do well in school and keeping my scholarship and all of that noise. Uh, and third and fourth year, it's like I'm getting involved in school, like I'm trying to trying to give back. And now this year, it's like, all right, but you out of here in a year. <laughs> what are you doing to set everybody up? after you for success um get them to allow themselves to have that kind of exploration as well as like you know how are you setting yourself up for success when you get out of here um yeah i agree with all that <laughs> i mean um max here what was your original question what was it i can't i just want to remember wanna, wanna oh yeah it was um how do you how do you kind of differentiate when you need to push your own limits versus when you can help push somebody else's oh yeah i was gonna say that it's a trust factor as well yeah and you have to trust is such like a uh it's a word that everyone like knows like trust like yeah like having that faith in someone but like there's so many different facets of trust yeah and like there's a it's a deeper it's a word that's simple but it has like a deeper meaning to it so like you really have to be careful and be knowledgeable of who you can trust certain information and in terms of responsibility and limits to base back to that, like who you can trust to get the job done efficiently, correctly, and like at a hundred percent. So just want to include that in there as well. Trust. Yeah. Very Cause important. like on that, I feel like trust can be difficult sometimes, right? It's so difficult. Yeah. It's so difficult. Cause it's like sometimes, for example, uh, you have some, like, in order to build trust with someone, you got to trust them with something. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Which is, like, the yeah, hard like part about it. Because it's, like, yeah. that first time that you trust someone with something um, requires you to, like, take that chance. Yes. And then um, again, to take a chance. And sometimes it doesn't work out. But if you use that as the metric, it's, like, but what if this doesn't work out? Then you'll never build trust with anybody, which is, like... This whole weird. Oh, you are preaching to my soul right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's so me. Because it's like it's so honestly, it, especially after you trust somebody and you kind of it doesn't work out. It could be yeah. so hard to trust the next person. Yeah. But you got to realize it's like, yo, out of the one out of the ten people that I trust with something, if one, like if one doesn't come follow through, one doesn't come through for me. Nine others will, and you never know what those nine other people will do for your life, yeah. um, as well as like for the goals that you're trying to achieve. And you also never know how much those nine other people will grow. That if you don't give them the chance to have that trust, like or even that, the one person, yeah, that yeah. messed up the first, the, they could fix themselves. You never know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe for them it was like a learning experience. That's, That's why building trust is just such a hard. Yeah. thing i mean i'm usually the type where i like trust people pretty easily yeah. which has not worked in my favor <laughs> previously <laughs> sometimes i mean sometimes it does but um just kind of i think that also comes with like getting older and like yeah. self-awareness it's like 
certain things that might make you feel uncomfortable that like you pushed past like about a person yeah. you know sometimes people just have vibes yeah like ah, i don't really i feel really that trust like 80 percent of the time <laughs> yeah. yeah but it's like good to recognize that yeah. because most of the time your gut is right like yeah. you're like oh actually i shouldn't have trusted you the whole time yeah but it's just like getting to know yourself more is i feel like the most important part of all of this like what you as like a leader you with limits yeah like everything in general yeah yeah i'll repeat on the topic of trust like i'm usually a good very good person to gauge of like who i can trust with certain information but like sometimes yeah like you make mistakes sometimes and like you think that like i think i have a person's psyche figured out and, like their vibe and then they do a vibe switch on you and it's like whoa where did that come from yeah. it only comes in like certain settings or like whenever they need to do something or they have to like be about themselves and you're just kind of like wow, and i've had that i've had that I before too i've had people that like i worked that. with and i saw like i thought they were one of my like my closest people and they were like we were really pushing hard together and then all of a sudden it was like they were just out they were gone um and a lot of times you really get caught up in like what did i do it's uh, not even what you did. It's, yeah. what, it's, what, it's what they had planned the whole time. Yeah, yeah. it's so is. hard not to think that it's you. Yeah, yeah, you know, because like I'm, a, I'm kind of on Liz's wave where I'm like, uh, I'm one of those people that I push myself to trust a lot, especially recently. Um, like first four years, I'll be honest, like I didn't. Um, <laughs> I, I just did not. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of people, a lot of connections that I lost, and a lot of people I cared about that aren't around me anymore because of that, right? Um, but now where I'm at, like, I try to push myself to trust people more because I've seen, like, how people can grow, and I've seen how much I've grown from people that trusted me with things, even though, like, I wasn't a very trustworthy person for periods of my life, right? Um, and it's it, it can get tough because at the end of the day, it's so much, it's so easy to remember the, the times that the trust didn't work out, yep. right? Um, but it's like, Kind of like when you sit down and think about what were the last five times that I trusted someone that it really worked out and they really grew from it. What were the last? What were the last like couple times that someone trusted me and I grew a lot? Like when you sit down and think about those and you realize how important someone's can, how much your trust can mean to somebody else, um, and how much building that trust from somebody else means to you, like it could really have a huge impact. And uh, can get you really help you get out of that kind of like I don't want to trust anybody. Um, kind of help you get out of that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, me, I'm just always paranoid because I'm always thinking like, <laughs> if I tell them this, like, what what can they do like against yeah. me? And like, they might not even be thinking about that, like what they could do against me. But I'm just like, in my back of my head, like, I'm just like always. Sometimes you gotta quiet the voice and be like, Yeah, I trust this person, and even if they do do me dirty or whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. It's life. I have to move on and grow. From yeah. It. And I think sometimes it's like you need to like trust the person, but you need to understand what happens if it doesn't work out. Yeah. That's okay. um, like that's the biggest thing. It's like even now when like I push myself to trust people, but I think of like, all right, if this doesn't work out, what does that mean to me? How am I going to be prepared for that? Because, yes, I trust this person. But at the end of the day, I still got to make sure that even if they can't follow through, I know what's going to happen. Um. And that I can take care of, like, the other people that depend on this project, this initiative, uh, our work, right? Because then that impacts their trust with me. Um, so it's like, yeah, I trust you, but I can't let it impact the trust that I have with other people. Mm -hmm. um, and the trust other people have with me. So it's like, 
kind of finding that balancing act. But like always yeah. having like thinking through the scenarios, I guess. Yeah. Just kind of like forcing yourself <clears throat> to be a little bit more realistic than idealistic yeah. type of thing. Yeah, because it's so like, like yeah. I always I always bet on the idealistic. That's that's the one thing I will it's say. It's so I will, nice too. I will always bet on the idealistic, but I will always think through the realistic. I am a realistic. I'm a realist of like it. <laughs> no matter. It's like balancing like a little optimism and pessimism. Like, yeah. Why are you pessimistic? Just get realistic. Yeah. Think what really will happen. Yeah. Mom. Well, like yeah. you were saying, Julian, like finding that balance is so important because if you're always no, it's it's nice sometimes to. Kind of yeah. like sit back and like imagine and just like kind of hope, like go yeah. for the. But sometimes you need to be real with yourself, you know. Yeah. And I th- and that's yeah. the other thing is like that's, that's what it is. why I kind of like having all the people around me because I know that I probably won't think of everything that can go wrong because I'm not that much of a realist. So like whenever I have a good idea or whenever I think something's great, like I usually bring it up to other people. It's like, all right, what are the, like what are the things that you think are garbage about this idea <laughs> like <laughs> give me give me the five things that you think are like the biggest red flags in this um and it's and then from that it's either how do i prepare for that or how do i address those right so like how do i fix those holes in my idea or how do i uh, think through like if that happens how will i take care of that yeah know? well i think that's so interesting that you kind of went for like using people to show you what's wrong with your project. Yeah. Because there are times where like you're like, this is shit and I don't know what to take from it because yeah. I finished the whole say like paper or project and I just don't like any of it. And then like yeah. bringing in people to show you the good side is also yeah. so helpful because yeah. sometimes you get in that like really pessimistic view. Yeah. Like, you know, like not realistic anymore, not optimistic. Yeah. You're just like everything is terrible and I hate this entire thing. And if yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. the night before it was due, I would scratch the whole thing. Yeah. So using, not using people, it sounds a little bad, but <laughs> like having yeah, those yeah, people around you. you to kind of like point out, well, this is really great. Just like maybe switch this aspect here. I think that's I think a really important so helpful thing is too. like the best way to grow is use the people around you. Yeah. Totally. Like completely yeah. and totally. Like the best way to push your limits is to, kind of have other people show you what your limits are (laughs) which is why so many people that are at the top be like you want to get to the top then start working with people at the top Uh, because the only way you're going to see where your limits are is when you see the other side of it um, and what you got to get to which is wild (laughs) yeah Yeah. i would agree um i was going to ask a question about like what do you guys i guess experience or like how do you when you reach a limit, how do you guys, like, or, like, a responsibility that's, like, overwhelming, how do you guys push through that? Or, like, what are some methods? Like, you guys talked about having a network and using people, not using people, uh, <laughs> getting feedback, there we go, uh, from people. Oh, that was a better way to order, put it. <laughs> in order to, uh, I guess, overcome that. What are some other ways you guys do that? Well, I guess this is kind of lining up really perfectly with my um, job responsibilities for the last two years. Um, definitely having a network, my direct boss has been so helpful through all of this, but also I think, um, managing your time, like, and how really cool you were saying you, you like to have a to-do list for the month, like things you have have to get done. I started to just like plug this, like I started using a scheduler. 
best thing ever for me. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm so against it. <laughs> well, I'm I'm the type that like if it goes in the Google Calendar, it's in locked and loaded. Yeah. But um having that type of management of yourself because things come up all the time. You know, like I I've had like a lot of things I had to do every day for this position along with school and my other positions in my sorority as president of Feel Good. Um, and I think learning how to manage yourself and knowing yourself, like there would be times I had tried to put individual things like say, do this assignment at six o'clock in my calendar. And I, for me, it didn't work. Like I would, something else would happen and then I would get anxious cause I'm like, oh, I blocked off time for this assignment and it just didn't work so now what am I gonna do you know I think knowing yourself like that didn't work for me I'm better with like a to-do list and my calendar google calendar my favorite thing we're not sponsored just saying <laughs> um but google calendar really is like Yo, but so if you want to sponsor us google <laughs> probably we are, won't happen but. we are looking for sponsors actively but, <laughs> so if anybody wants to I'm just gonna start mentioning different product <laughs> names <laughs> But anyway, yeah. Like, Adidas was good. Wow, those are uh, nice Nike shoes you got on. Yes, yes, they are very nice Nike shoes on. <laughs> Wait, so anyway, um, just that goes back to what I was talking about with self awareness. That like, yeah, having a network is super helpful, but also knowing how to manage yourself is probably yeah. the most helpful. Like what we were talking about before about being that leader and knowing when to delegate and when to do it yourself. It would also went in reverse, like knowing when to use that network of people that could help you, like your bosses or whoever else, and knowing when to like put your foot, like put your head down and kind of just like figure it out is like super helpful. Yeah. So Google Calendar, you know, hit us up. Um, you're talking about like how we push ourselves like past our limits and whatnot. Yeah. There's like any type of like management style or like. So help seeking out. I don't know. I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna cover this twofold in terms of like one. Uh, I do want to talk about like what kind of drives me to push past my limits, right? Um, I also want to talk about the times I don't. Um, so first, talking about the times I do, like a lot of times, it's looking what's at on the other side. Um, nine times out of ten, thinking about the task. That you're doing right now is just gonna like like when you're thinking about an essay right yeah. you're just like i gotta get this essay done i gotta get this essay done you the, the more you say you gotta get this essay done the more you don't want to do that essay <laughs> like the more you visualize yourself like doing something that you don't want to do the more you don't want to do it um or like uh for example music history right now i got an essay due on tuesday right <laughs> Uh, I don't like. I do not like this class <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, it, this is for anybody. This music history one is about literally like the beginning of music in the Stone Age. Oh no! Uh, through Sounds to cool, actually. through to the classical era. Now, usually, like I, I like talking music. Uh, music history two is about classical era to present day. Right, pretty much, and I I kind of 
after a while, after I got out of my own head, I actually really enjoyed the class because we were talking about musical structures and, you know, listening to a lot of different types of music. And, like, I have a classical music playlist on my Spotify right now because of that class, right? I'm going to listen to that. Yeah, solid. Um, but this class, uh, especially in the beginning, it's very focused on, like, who was this person? What was their contribution to music? And uh, we're going to take that on this exam. And uh, how did, like, I like focusing on the music. And I feel like a good part of the beginning of this class isn't so much focused on the music. And I think now we're starting to get into it because it's like, how did the music grow during the Renaissance? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, before, and the, oh, the other part is it's like, it's called music history, but it's only like European music history. <laughs> yeah so like this it's it's one of those things it's called music history because like the standard uh at like universities they'll do they'll call it that's just music history yeah it's it's like the music history that you get through because it's like the history of written music like what like the five staves that we use now where everybody writes their music on like it came from europe like yeah that's where it came from (laughs) um but it's really it's this very narrow part of the world um, that we talk about. So it's a little... The material is also, like, not very diverse. Um, could use could use a little more. Um, there is... They're, they're working on it, though. Oh, Stevens. Oh, Stevens. Yeah, and part of that is just the amount of professors that were available, because, like, we don't... Obviously, we don't have professors that specialize in, like, all of these different types of music, but, like, the, the woman who teaches music history, like, this is all in her head. Like, she studied this. She's has, she has a PhD, I'm pretty sure. Um, wow. She's sponsored by Yamaha and like classical, uh, like piano and piano playing. Like, what well, somebody was telling me that, uh, I think it was Harari was them, you know, that like when she goes to perform, they literally just go, Hi, um, which piano would you like? And she points to a pian, like she plays a couple pianos, she picks one, and then they ship that piano to where she's performing. Wow, which is like, wild. wow, it's like. Yeah, I'm she's just, like I was literally just about to say that. I was like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, she's uh she's absolutely fantastic. And every once in a while, like she'll play pieces for the, the class, like play some of the classical pieces that we talk about and analyze. She'll play them in class and she's absolutely phenomenal. Um it's just like for us, like the material doesn't resonate with us quite as much, so it's it's difficult. And it's like what drives me to get that essay, what is going to drive me to get that essay done by Tuesday is not I need to get this essay done for music history. It's thinking about, I want to graduate. This is one of three classes that is standing between me and graduation. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I also want to do my best to keep a decent GPA. This is one of three classes keeping me from graduating above a 3-2. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's literally like looking at the other side. Um, because when you visualize the goal at the end of the tunnel, like that's the thing that... Um, what doing this thing will get you to is what gets me to do it, right? Um, and talking about the times that I don't, it's when the thing on the other side is like, I don't really care about, mm-hmm. right? Um, for example, uh, on Monday, tomorrow, today is Sunday, we're recording <laughs> on Sunday. Um, so by the time this drops on Friday, I will have already done this, but on Monday, I'm putting in my two weeks notice working for Student Life, right? Because I'm just like, look, I enjoy being part of the office and sitting at the front desk or whatever. Um, and it gets me money for like five hours a week. Um, but at the end of the day, like looking at why I'm doing this, 
I'm doing this for 10 bucks an hour for five hours a week. Mm-hmm. That's 50 bucks. Like, I'd rather take those five hours at this point than the 50 bucks. <laughs> um, that's real. Yeah. Especially getting in your senior year. Like, for me, a lot of it is like looking at the other side of working a student. Like, all right, I work at student life. What's on the other side of that for me? Building connections in student life, one, building connections with other students on campus. Um, but then I look at what I actually like, want to be focusing on for the uh, the next, like, I guess, semester. And it's like, I want to be, I've realized that it's taking so much more time to put into job applications and looking into grad school, right? Um, and that's five hours I could be using for that. There's so much time that I haven't put into music and my thesis, which is an album. And that's five hours I could be using for that. Um, there's so much time that I haven't put into uh, making sure that I'm contributing to my fraternity, uh, to the student government association of which I'm still a part of, to the cultural Greek council of which I'm still a part of, um, that I could be using that for, right? So at this point, looking at what's on the other side, what's on the other side of that job for me is not what I want. Um, that's when I know that. And that's like how I made that decision this week. And I was like, this ain't it. Because it was like, I was pushing myself really hard the last two weeks, and I just didn't wake up for work on Friday. Like, I went to, I think I went to bed five hours before my shift was going to start, and I just, I was just like, I ain't doing this. So I I texted them when I went to bed. I was like, look, I'm not going to be able to come in for personal reasons. Um, and I was like, also, I'm a, I, I got to talk to you on Monday. So I was like, so on Monday, I'm going to go, like, I'm going to finish my shifts for the next two weeks. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be that. Yeah. Jackass, I just like, now nah, I'm done. Mic drop. Uh, that's just like, that's kind of disrespectful. And that's like, break, that's what we're shooting back to that trust thing yeah. that we were talking about before. Like, tossing back to that trust thing that, to that before, it's like, it's never really useful to burn bridges, right? Like, I'm going to be working with those people in student life for the rest of the year. Um, I still like, I still regard them as like friends and like, yeah, they're great people. Absolutely wonderful <laughs> yeah. people. Like, Lily, the person, like my direct supervisor, absolutely love her. She's like, we bond over how much we love avocados. <laughs> That's such a cute thing to bond over. <laughs> yeah, she's absolutely wonderful. Um, and the other part of that is like, I feel bad letting her down for the last two weeks because um, there was that shift. I came in late another time because of class. Um, so it's like, look, I'm really pushing myself. I'm, this may be pushing myself a little too hard to try and do this. So it's like, I probably shouldn't. So yeah, I think it takes a lot more kind of courage than you realize to kind of to be like this isn't working out for me anymore and i'm not gonna half-ass it because it's not fair to you yeah you know and it's not fair to them either and like you could have easily just been like but i made this commitment so i'm gonna you know i'm gonna stick it out even though i hate it and i hate waking up every morning i think the other part is like we work especially like the three of us like we work hard to get to where we are that's like that's anybody whether you're sitting on this side of the mic or listening on the other side right like you work so hard to get where you're at in life um so it's really hard to give up something that you already put in time for like specifically yeah. for this job like uh, i work so hard to like get the peer leader position in student life right and then uh i got I started working in student life last year after I had the peer leader position. Uh, Chrissy Demel, I talked to, and she hooked me up with this position in student life. And the reason I was able to take it was because 
it wasn't federal work study. Okay. So I'm in there on a position that's not federal work study. I'm, um, I'm just like hired through the office, like as a student assistant. Uh, so essentially, I was already working in a Greek life, uh, with under Malcolm doing house orders, and I'm gonna keep doing house orders because that's something I can do. Like, I come in once and twice a week, uh, have Malcolm sign in, fill out the house orders, walk out. Like, it's not that, not that difficult. Um, and it's easy to manage, right? And I'm a house manager myself, so it's like something I'm already spending time on. Um, but like the desk hours and like doing financial stuff like that, like it's a something that's just not. Um, so it's like I I worked hard to get that position. Um, I worked hard to build trust with the people in that office. So it's kind of hard to. It it wasn't an easy decision to be like you know what this isn't the best for me. Uh, whether they, however they react to it, it's. Um, it's up to them, but like I know this isn't the best thing for me. Goes along with her thing about being self-aware, becoming knowledgeable. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was in the same position, you know, but I always like kid around, put like my blood, sweat, and, my blood, sweat, and tears into that job, you know, because yeah. you, I am a little bit more accountable <laughs> than like other scribes because I'm supposed to be in charge, and. My phone just died. <laughs> I was like, why are you making that face at me? Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, because I, I was in charge and I wanted things to, to, to work out, you know? Like I wanted the doctors to be happy. Mm-hmm. I wanted the people working under me to be happy and like respect me as a boss. But essentially it came to it where someone actually left with like a week notice. And didn't find any coverage for her shifts. She would work like three shifts in the morning too. Hospitals in the morning are busy. So she would work like three shifts in the morning every week. And she left and had like nine shifts open. And that was kind of like a a breaking point for me. That I was like, I put all of this energy into maintaining and improving this job. And not that I need something back necessarily, but I wasn't getting enough back to the point where like it mattered when to me. you know you like feel how, yeah. you're respected in the position yeah. that you are. And like, like exactly how you were saying that, like at that point, it was like I would rather have that time for something else. Yeah. You know, I'd rather have those hours I spent scheduling and answering emails and calling people and all of this. Yeah. Doing something else. And that was yeah. when I was kind of like, Okay. Yeah. All I, it took I needed, was one person to mess it up and yeah. like just like and completely like, disregard everything. Tossing you it back did. to pushing your limits, it's like knowing when you can push the limits of like time is more valuable than money. And yeah. like knowing when you need to just buckle down like you need money. That, exactly. Like, that's yeah. honestly that's my biggest fear getting out of here is like getting forced into positions just because like I need to get money to get out of this student debt. Yeah. Like, that's gonna be that's gonna be um I would say for me. I'm going to kind of go with what Julian was saying, but um, about the two halves thing. So, like, yeah. pushing through limits, responsibilities, like, if I succeed, what motivates me is I'm not a person that I'm, I said, like, I'm unselfish in terms of, like, rewards. I kind of more see how can this affect others besides me and, like, how can this impact people in a way that 
it doesn't reflect, it doesn't have to come back as my name on the bottom of the sheet and like, yeah. great mm-hmm. did this. <laughs> yeah. It just has to be kind of like, oh, this is done and like, this is a nice thing and like, it, like people appreciate it. I'm more for general appreciation. So, I mean, that kind of motivates me like, okay, this will work out for everybody else and like, it'll make it easy for them. But when I'm met with like a limit or a responsibility that's like a lot, my first, I don't know this is like an engineering thing, but like my first thing is to problem solve how I can retrofit it and I yeah. try to find a way to fix it. So I may end up, like uh, said previously, find a network or ask someone older than me. That's my usual like fall through, ask someone older than me because they yeah. most likely, more than likely have the answer. And um, I guess either look it up or something like that and like use my resources that way. But then when I don't succeed, it's similar to what Julian was saying. Like I have to either not be motivated or I'm just sick of it at that point. Like I don't, I've either been met with the same result multiple times or I'm just tired of putting in an effort for something that I don't want to do. Or like I don't see how it will benefit anyone. Yeah. Not only me, how it will benefit anyone if I do it this way. Yeah, that was the same thing that happened to me at the end. I just was like, I'm tired and this isn't working. (laughs) I was like, if I'm not going to be able to be as effective as I once was, because, you know, there's a lot of turnover in my position, not necessarily my actual position, but scribe positions because they're all um, mostly college students. Mm -hmm. And I kind of was just like, you just like take a step back and feel like it would be for the betterment of that program for me not to be in charge, which was a lot for me because I love being in charge. Yeah. It's like just why. in my personality. Yeah. I don't know why, but I just thought of Jon Snow like saying my watch is done. Like <laughs> that's what I imagined you did. <laughs> I, I love you. Game of Thrones. Watch, I'm so happy you just, just made that reference. It's like my watch is old. What did he say again? My watch is ended. Yeah. Something, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. I just thought of that. <laughs> I am Jon Snow. <laughs> yeah, I actually man. really don't want to be Jon Snow. Yeah, I, I would say my I, character. I, never was mind. Like, I would not say that. <laughs> All right, yeah, that was some great discussion we've had. Uh, we're hitting the fifty-minute mark now, so I oh, guess we'll damn. start wrapping up. Um, yeah. Thank, like, we really got into it. So, uh, if y'all again, if y'all got something out of this podcast, we encourage you to tell a friend. Uh, show them the podcast because we're really just doing this to disseminate the information and have great conversations with people. So really love the support. Uh, Follow us on Instagram. Where's the time gone? And uh, we'll see you next week. See you next time. Bye. Bye.